Cosmic Christ Podcast, channeling the mind of Christ, with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy, by David Feslian, FeslianStudios.com. Welcome to Channeling Christ, I'm Reva Christ, and we are on our second season, Episode 6, The Kingdom Code. The Kingdom Code was invented from all the scriptures in the Bible and the New Testament that describe the Creator God, as well as those that reveal the secrets of creation and life after death. Before I begin the episode, I want to share with you some background information on the Kingdom Code so you will understand how it came to be invented. When I first received a telepathic call from the spirit world, I thought I was speaking with the Holy Spirit. It was right after my accident and my mind was still in another place, the place I went to, while I was unconscious. I believe now that my psyche was split. My mind was between worlds. I was not fully here in the physical nor was I fully there in the astral, yet I was in both at the same time, and this seemed to make everything seem dreamy and surreal. My accident occurred November 6th, back in 2007, and the weather was cold, even on the days it was sunny. It was very dreary, and the Holy Spirit would often speak to me between 3 and 4 in the morning. I scribbled down everything that was said, into a notebook, and while in the throes of receiving communication, the sun would always burst through my living room windows and the birds would sing. It was a beautiful experience for me because I loved nature and I lived in the city that was lifeless and dull with only buildings, cars, and noise. In my perspective at the time, I had never experienced the sun coming up. Nor was I aware that birds sang right outside my window. I couldn't even remember the last time I saw a bird. From an empath, this is the dredges of life because buildings, cars, and noise do not carry spiritual waves. They are non-living things. Only nature has a spirit. How wonderful these early moments were to hear the comforting voice of the Holy Spirit and while he was speaking to see the sun burst through the windows and hear the birds sing as if heaven itself was communicating with me. I have to admit, all in all, having a split psyche was a wonderful experience. As time went on, I learned the Holy Spirit was Jesus Christ, and I also understood the science of telepathy, which is a sentient science. The Spirit speaks because the Spirit is a mind, contained in the intelligent impulse of the multidimensional energy body that is a multidimensional intelligent sentient spirit body. The mind does not die, only the flesh dies, and once the mind is disembodied, it can only speak to another mind that is equal in information. More than this, the disembodied spirit can speak to a mortal mind that is equal in information, and that spirit can use the mortal's information to speak on that mortal's terms. So even if that mortal speaks another language, or knows information that the spirit does not know. The spirit knows and understands that language and information through connection to the mortal conduit it has encountered. Jesus often spoke to me in his native tongue, and at the end of his dissertation I would ask him to translate. The disembodied spirit that is ascended in knowledge and ability can transcend all intelligent dimensions to meet any mortal's mind it is equal to. So while the spirit that calls itself Christ may speak in English to me, that same spirit may speak in another language to someone else. And where the spirit of Christ may speak to me concerning information that I am open to, that same spirit may speak to another mortal conduit solely on the information they are open to. For example, Where my sister's telepathic sessions all evolved around morality and the Bible, because she's interested in these things, my sessions with Christ were all focused on the afterlife, the mind, creation, and the struggle that took place in mortality. These were my interests. 
and because I was interested in advancing in intelligence, I challenged all spiritual and religious concepts previously defined by mortal man. In response to my skepticism, my doubt, my faithlessness, and my challenge, I received instruction in all areas of the true nature of life, and some of these lessons reminded me of Bible scriptures. So I suggested to Christ and the spirits of his house that we just take the scriptures that pointed to the truth and make a code out of it, the kingdom code or the God code. They did not want to touch the Bible. At least, this was their opinion with me. They thought the Bible was wrought with too much contention. There were too many opinions that spoiled the project. But I saw the code plainly within the Bible and drew up the code anyway. And when I shared it with Mercy, she was all for the idea and joined in with the project. As I am pursuing intelligence, my reasoning was geared toward intelligence. There is a higher intelligence within the God code, so why not share it? It exposes the fact that the truth has been around for thousands of years, but man didn't see it because the truth was never his aim. Self-service was his aim. Now, why should his aim be the only aim? And why should his opinions in the matter be the only opinions? What choice is offered if there is only one narrow, self-serving opinion? Doesn't the narrow, self-serving opinion breed a narrow, self-serving mind? I believe it does. And as I'm interested in intelligence, I'm interested in opening my mind, not closing it. Intelligence isn't born in a narrow mind. Intelligence is the property of an opened mind. I want to be free in the mind. I don't want to continue in service to human slavery. Anyone with an opened mind that reads the Bible or follows the teachings in the Bible can benefit from this code because this code clarifies what God is and it also quantifies God's superior intelligence and the nature of life and reality and it doesn't do it with a closed mind. It does it with an open mind. While most people use personal interpretation to understand the scriptures, they do not understand the superior definition of the scriptures. So their understanding of scripture is not equal to the intelligent creator introduced by Jesus Christ. What is superior is never what is narrow. What is narrow is what is closed and inferior. Superior is always open. This information is not released to tell you that you cannot worship your own God. This information is released under the authority of Jesus Christ, and it is offered to those people that want to understand the holiness and divinity of the Father that is the superior intelligent creator, according to Christ's teachings. The Father and Mother of all natural life forms is a superior mind of immaculate intelligence that is open, pure, holy and divine. There is no human information in this superior mind, nor is there any human identity. The presence of human information would narrow the mind, whereas holiness and divinity opens the mind. The father and mother of all natural life forms is both male and female, because the superior mind of immaculate intelligence does not hold a gender identity, nor does the superior mind of immaculate intelligence hold a physical body. The father and mother of intelligence is a superior mind of immaculate intelligence and the highest potential of all possibilities. And the male is one possibility and the female is another possibility. Therefore, the father and mother of intelligence is both male and female to be only one is to limit the mind. It would be to have a narrow mind. Where man interprets everything according to his flesh, man only sees the concept of a male and a female in the point of view of the body's anatomy. Man narrows his focus, so he narrows his mental corridor. He narrows his mind. But the intelligent living creator does not have a body nor is the intelligent living creator a person. The intelligent creator is pure intelligence with the highest potential for the creation of all living ethereal and living material possibilities. The male potential is one infinite possibility 
And this possibility holds a feminine potential at its highest and a masculine potential at its lowest. And the female potential holds a feminine at its highest and a feminine masculine potential at her lowest. The concepts do not refer to the anatomy of the body. They refer to the intelligence in the mind. So the highest feminine intelligence and the highest feminine masculine intelligence are equal to the superior mind of immaculate intelligence that holds the whole potential of both the masculine and the feminine at their highest incarnate potential. As the superior mind of immaculate intelligence holds the highest potential of all possibilities, so the superior mind of immaculate intelligence also holds the highest potential of all possibilities of all natural species of life. This means the superior mind of immaculate intelligence is the potential of all natural intelligent life forms. There is no exception. All natural intelligent life forms came from the superior mind of immaculate intelligence. Further, as natural intelligence is the only intelligence born of immaculate intelligence, all of natural life holds natural intelligence. There are no exceptions. The superior mind of immaculate intelligence is the mind of all natural creation. Here then is the God code for the superior intelligent mind of the Creator. The first in the God code is Numbers 2319. God is not human. Jesus tells us there is no human identity, human information, or human presence in the superior mind of immaculate intelligence. Immaculate intelligence is an immaculate impulse wave that radiates holiness and divinity. And the words holiness and divinity are used so the mortal mind will understand just how exquisitely pure these intelligent impulses are that stream from the first dimension of the Creator. The second article in the God Code or Kingdom Code is John 17, 17, God is Truth. Jesus tells us the truth is the highest intelligence. The truth is clear, sound, stable, calm, reasonable, rational, and logical. The truth is also balanced and stable. The truth is uniform, whole, and complete. How could the delicate, divine, and holy intelligence be anything but truthful? The third article in the Kingdom Code is John 4.24, God is Spirit. Jesus tells us that the Spirit is used to describe God so people will understand God is not made of flesh. The Spirit is composed of intelligent energy. There is no matter base to the intelligence of creation, nor is there any recordings relating to mortality or matter existence. Pure intelligence is ethereal, radiating the highest potential of all spiritual and physical possibilities. The fourth article in the Kingdom Code is 1 John 5, 6. The Spirit is the truth. Do you notice how God is the truth and the Spirit is the truth? This is because God and the Spirit are one and the same. Just as God is the highest, purest intelligence, so the Spirit also holds the highest, purest intelligence of God. All life forms have spirit because all life forms have intelligent energy bodies. Even the air itself holds intelligent energy particles. The water is intelligent energy. The soil is intelligent energy. And all natural intelligent organic life that grows from the soil is also naturally intelligent and in possession of a natural intelligent energy body. All birds, 
insects, fish, and animals are naturally intelligent with natural intelligent energy bodies. The last natural intelligent creation was born of an animal, and this creation calls itself man. But man was born pure, holy, innocent, and divine with a natural intelligent energy body and no human information whatsoever. Just as all other natural intelligent creations are born into the world without an identity or information pertaining to species identification, classification, or personification, so the last species born of an animal that calls itself man was born without an identity or information pertaining to species identification, classification, or personification. The difference between man and all other natural intelligent life forms is that man only holds a divine, holy, innocent spirit in infancy and early childhood. As soon as the spirit is fed corrupt information that says the holy, divine, innocent child is human, with a human name, a human purpose, and human programming, and as soon as that creation calls itself human and believes it is the sum of its human information, all innocence is purged. The false human information and the true information of innocence and purity cannot live side by side. Innocence and purity are a product of an open mind. Human information is the product of a closed mind. The closed mind narrows its field to being human. The open mind knows it is not human. It is something greater. It is pure, holy, divine intelligence. The pure information is now alpha information, and the human information is held in a lower mind. The higher alpha and the lower human do not meet, for they hold nothing in common. The higher is natural, pertaining to the intelligence of creation, and the lower is unnatural, invented from an unnatural source. The intelligent creator did not create humans. The intelligent creator created the atmosphere, the water, the soil, the environment, the ecological systems, all plants, all water life, all land animals, all insects, and not one of these things bore any classification or personification or personal information. Only the last creation born of an animal invented classification, personification, and personal information. And then this information was taught to all the other creatures in his herd. But the information is foreign to the intelligent creator and to nature. The fifth article in the Kingdom Code is John 6:63. The Spirit gives life, the flesh counts for nothing. Jesus tells us the Spirit is a high level of superior energy that radiates natural intelligent light. The Spirit is the intelligent essence of all natural life that holds the image of all natural life and all of the recorded senses of all life. It takes many dimensions of intelligence to create the Spirit of each natural intelligent life form. And without spirit, there would be no life force to fuel natural intelligent life. Intelligence gives life. The flesh is the creation of intelligence. The flesh is not the creator. The sixth article in the Kingdom Code is Galatians 5.22-26. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Forbearance is restraint and tolerance. It is the action of refraining from exercising or enforcing any retaliation, movement, action, or measure that might harm, kill, or cause suffering, hardship, death, or distress. The fruits of the Spirit are the works produced by the Spirit of Excellence, and these works are defined to the superior height of the intelligent creator. The lower interpretation 
does not apply, for the intelligence of the Creator holds only the highest potential and the highest understanding, not the lowest. Anything below the superior standard makes the fruits of the Spirit null and void. The fruit rots and dies. The intelligent Creator provides living fruit and life everlasting at the superior height of intelligent creation. Anything below this is not natural. These concepts all refer to the intelligence of creation and the intelligent energy bodies that are created to fuel the flesh appearance in the matter universe. It is the intelligence in the energy body that is the true entity. It is not the flesh body. It is the intelligence in the energy body that is the true entity. It is not the imaginings, the ideas, the plans, the schemes, or the opinions of the false identity invented by man. Human interpretation is self-destructive and the human that believes in the human interpretation loses all light and awareness of the higher, superior, non-human spirit mind. The seventh article in the Kingdom Code is 1 Corinthians 2.10 The Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. The Spirit is a non-human, unclassified child of God that holds no personification and no identity. The Spirit is a pure, intelligent child of God, and the Spirit remains connected to God, so information passes between the Mother and Father Creator intelligence and the intelligent child. When the Spirit is forsaken, excellence is forsaken, and when excellence is forsaken, there is no excellence for the child. The child is given sour milk by his flesh parents, and the child is taught to believe the sour milk is excellent, and this belief corrupts the child's mind and makes the mind and body sick. The eighth article in the Kingdom Code is 1 Corinthians 14.33. God is not a God of disorder, but a God of peace. There is no disorder in an immaculate spirit mind filled with superior intelligence. The immaculate spirit mind is the only mind to emulate. The immaculate mind is the mind that all men must reach for when they refine their thinking to superior standards. Anything less is inferior and abnormal. The superior is always peaceful. The superior is always the highest. The ninth article in the Kingdom Code is 1 John 1 5. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. The light of God is a sign of the immaculate intelligence of God. Where darkness is a sign that intelligence is absent. When intelligence is absent, God is also not present. The tenth article in the Kingdom Code comes from Proverb 30.5. Every word of God is flawless. God only holds flawless information because God holds immaculate intelligence that lives in an infinite ocean of immaculate intelligence. This information is not human information. It is sentient information. The eleventh article in the Kingdom Code is 1 John 4.16. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. Love was defined by Jesus Christ and this definition is also a part of the God Code. Love is defined by the highest superior potential, not by human standards. The twelfth article in the Kingdom Code is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. It always protects always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. 
If you look at the wording of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8, you will see that love is defined purposefully according to the highest potential of love, where man's interpretation of love reveals something much lower. For when man loves, he is also impatient. He is frequently unkind. He does envy and boast. He is also proud. Man dishonors others and is self-seeking. Man is easily angered, and he remembers all wrongs done to him, so he is also bitter, resentful, and full of vengeance. Man does delight in evil. The violent offerings of his media prove this, and his industries of death and confinement also prove this. Man does not rejoice in the truth or anything else because he doesn't rejoice. To rejoice is to experience the revelations of holiness and divinity. But man only celebrates his own victories of war, and all of his celebrations include the carnage of the flesh that is always present on his table. Man always protects himself. Man trusts and promotes his own opinions and delusions. Man always hopes that the mercy he neglects to show others will be shown to him, and he does persevere in self-service. But as there is no self-service in Jesus Christ's definition of love, so man's love fails the highest potential of the superior intelligent creator and the superior intelligence of 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8, that is the superior love of God. Anything below this is not holy and divine. It is merely man's lower ideas that are the invention of man, and man does not exist, for there is no classification, personification, or human information in the intelligence of creation, or in any natural living kingdom, that the intelligent creator created. The thirteenth article in the Kingdom Code is James 1.13. God cannot be tempted with evil, and God himself tempts no one. The immaculate intelligence of the Creator cannot be tempted by anything beneath immaculate intelligence because the immaculate is all there is. The immaculate creates natural intelligence and natural intelligence serves immaculate intelligence and there is no human identity, human presence or human information in any of it. What is beneath immaculate intelligence and natural intelligence is the abnormal presence of human information, a human identity and a human presence and as this abnormal information is responsible for destroying the planet and all natural creation, as this abnormal information destroyed every face of natural intelligence in the natural intelligent universe, so this abnormal information is the only evil, and this evil exists below the superior immaculate intelligence of the Creator and the natural intelligence of creation. This is the evil. Evil was invented by men. The fourteenth article in the Kingdom Code is Psalm 145.9. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all that he has made, and he has tender mercy on all of his creations. Mercy and compassion are signs of superior intelligence. The absence of mercy and compassion are signs of abnormal thinking and the presence of evil. The fifteenth article in the Kingdom Code is Romans 2.11. God does not show favoritism. Man favors the wicked because he favors himself. Man is self-focused. God is not self-focused. In order to have a self, there must be a person. And a person is an abnormal invention. A person is not a true creation of the superior intelligent creator, nor is a person a true creation of natural intelligence. There is no person in nature. A person is the invention of men that invented a name and identity for themselves in order to set themselves apart from nature and their intention to be apart also severed their awareness of natural intelligence. The superior intelligent creator created natural intelligence in order to create a world filled with natural intelligence. All natural creations are whole and united by one mind of natural intelligence. There is no favoritism because all natural creations are one. Only what is abnormal is outside the one, and the abnormal entity is the invention of the human identity that favors itself, and this abnormal identity demands that all others favor it as well. But this is only the madness of the abnormal identity, and the identity is abnormal because it does not hold natural intelligence. The abnormal identity is mad due to its abnormal invention 
It does not belong. This is why it is consistently and persistently out of order and out of balance with natural intelligence and superior intelligence. The 16th article in the Kingdom Code is James 3.17, But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Natural intelligence serves the superior intelligent creator in peace, harmony, and perfect balance. The all that are naturally intelligent are one in intelligence with the intelligent creator. The abnormal human identity is individual. All abnormal human identities are individual. Not one individual identity is whole. All are broken. All are partial. And as they are not whole, there is no stability of balance. Therefore, there is no balanced thinking. So their opinions are constantly in a state of flux, just as hypocrisy says one thing while it does another. Man invented hypocrisy and partiality because these things were born from his unstable, unbalanced, abnormal thinking. Only what is unbalanced and abnormal can also be partial and display hypocrisy. The 17th article of the Kingdom Code is Psalm 146, 7-9. God is the maker of heaven, earth, the sea, and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. The superior intelligent creator is constant. Constancy is also balance and stability. From here on in, we're going to take each line individually and discuss it. He executes justice for the oppressed. Oppression occurs only for those enslaved by the abnormal mind. When the identity that resides within the abnormal mind surrenders abnormal thinking for the higher immaculate thinking of the Creator, the higher immaculate thinking of the Creator raises the identity out of abnormal thinking, so the identity is no longer oppressed. This is the stage of enlightenment that comes from the higher mind. He gives food to the hungry. Hunger occurs only for those who are enslaved by the abnormal mind. Hunger is interpreted as the body's need for food, and the abnormal mind cannot be satiated no matter how much physical food it eats. The abnormal mind is constantly craving. When the false identity that resides within the abnormal mind calls for the return of the Holy Spirit that is their birthright, in response, the higher immaculate thinking of the Creator raises the identity out of abnormal thinking so the identity is no longer hungry. But in the restoration of the abnormal mind to a natural mind filled with natural intelligence, the identity is now whole, complete, and balanced. There is no craving, no longing, and no leaning. Hunger is not the pains of the stomach that needs to be fed. Intelligence does not teach about the body. Intelligence teaches about intelligence, where hunger is a state that is not at peace, so hunger in the mind is the sign of a mind that is not intelligent. Intelligence is peace. When the mind hungers, it is a warning that the mind is out of balance with intelligence. The Lord sets prisoners free. Those enslaved by the abnormal mind are also prisoners of the abnormal mind. And when the identity that resides within the abnormal mind surrenders abnormal thinking for the higher immaculate thinking of the Creator. The higher immaculate thinking of the Creator raises the identity out of abnormal thinking, so the identity is no longer a prisoner within abnormal thinking. The Lord gives sight to the blind. Blindness occurs only for those enslaved in the darkness of the abnormal mind. When the identity that resides within the abnormal mind surrenders abnormal thinking for the higher immaculate thinking of the Creator, the higher immaculate thinking of the Creator raises the identity out of abnormal thinking, so the identity is no longer in darkness. The identity is no longer blind. The identity sees the clear, balanced, stable truth of superior intelligence. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. Oppression occurs only for those enslaved by the abnormal mind. When the identity that resides within the abnormal mind surrenders abnormal thinking for the higher immaculate thinking of the Creator, the higher immaculate thinking of the Creator raises the identity out of abnormal thinking, so the identity is no longer oppressed and bowed down. 
it is liberated and emancipated from all slavery to the closed human mind. The Lord loves the righteous. The righteous hold the superior immaculate mind of God within their alpha mind, and their righteousness is their right to immaculate intelligence that is holy and divine. All creations that are pure in mind hold the original seeds of creation. These minds are from the original intelligent family of God. The Lord watches over the foreigner and protects all strangers. The foreigner is not a foreigner because of the color of the skin, the dialect that is spoken, or the nationality of birth. There is only one foreigner, and that foreigner holds a mind that is foreign to the superior immaculate intelligence of the Creator. The mind that does not hold natural intelligence is a foreign mind. The mind that holds unnatural thinking is also void of natural intelligence. But the identity within does not have to commit to unnatural intelligence. The foreign identity inside the foreign mind that is open to the higher alpha mind and the possibilities of immaculate intelligence can call on the higher mind to release it from the stranglehold of false human information. The stranger, like the foreigner, also holds an abnormal mind, but each hold the potential to be open to the alpha mind and the possibilities of immaculate intelligence. The Lord watches over the foreign mind to see if it will awaken. It protects the stranger within the foreign mind because immaculate intelligence protects the immaculate potential within that stranger. It is the potential from intelligence that is being protected by the Creator. If you still hold the potential for immaculate intelligence, then your potential is under the protection of intelligence. However, you are still outside the fold of intelligence until you utilize your potential for immaculate intelligence. The Lord supports the fatherless and the widow and thwarts the way of the wicked. The fatherless and the widow are those who are abandoned and betrayed by abnormal minds. The wicked are those who hold abnormal minds that plot, plan, and perpetrate cruel acts on minds that are innocent and natural. Intelligence supports the potential for intelligence, even when the potential is abandoned by men who seek to turn against intelligence. The wicked foil themselves because their own abnormal minds record all their plots and their plans, and their mind records all their deeds and the wicked will live in the loop of their recordings and will not be able to leave. Intelligence is taught throughout the scriptures, but man interprets according to his own ideas that place man as God, so he misses the larger picture of intelligence that is not human or self-serving. The immortality of intelligence is also taught through scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 54 Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will all be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. The flesh is perishable, but intelligence cannot be destroyed. Intelligence is the only immortality, and the immortality of intelligence at its highest and purest is also the creator of intelligent life. And as intelligence is imperishable, so it contains no perishable or unbalanced information. 2 Corinthians 5, 1-8 For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. The earthly tent is the flesh body that perishes. Intelligence has no flesh body. Intelligence is not made of flesh. And intelligence is not human. Ecclesiastes twelve seven. And the dust returns to the ground it came from, and the spirit returns to God who gave it. Intelligence is the only force that can exist in all dimensions, the spiritual and the physical. It exists because it is 
intelligent. John 14, 2-4 My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and I prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. The many rooms in my father's house that Jesus refers to of all the dimensions of intelligence. Jesus tells us the dimensions of intelligence are all a part of God. These rooms are not reserved for man. Man holds human information that is not equal to God's information. Therefore, the rooms in my father's house are in a separate house. As man builds his estates with guest houses, so my father's house has a separate house for all human identities and their information. But these human identities are only granted a place in the guest house if they also choose the evolution of ascension out of human thinking. All within my father's house must also be one with my father. All must be one with my father's intelligence. What is not equal is of a lower vibration and the lower will weigh down that identity so it cannot stay. The identity carrying information that is not equal to my father's intelligence will be dragged down to the level it is equal to. This will not be my father's house. This will be a place relative to the vibration of the human information the human identity carries. All energy carries a vibration. The vibration of the energy is caused by the intelligence in the impulse wave. The highest intelligence releases the highest frequency. The lowest releases the lowest frequency. The frequency of your information must match my father's frequency, or you cannot come where I am. Daniel 12, 2-3 Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will wake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Jesus tells me the sleep that Daniel refers to is the sleep of death. Many see the human corpse as sleeping. The corpse does not wake. The mind awakens and rises through its spirit body. If the intelligence within the mind is superior, it will rise to everlasting life with the intelligent creator. If the mind is full of hate, it will only rise to the level of shame and everlasting contempt. Those who lead many to righteousness lead others to God and the righteousness of holiness and divinity, the superior mind of the intelligent creator. As intelligence is truth, so it is also righteous. The two are compatible. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus says the power of belief is in the vibration of the wave generated in the quality of the belief. This is all a part of the intelligent science of God that has been called astral science or astralism. The intelligent mind releases a vibration equal to the quality of its contents. That quality determines the quality of the life of the mind. Is the quality high enough that the mind will live an everlasting life? Or is the quality so low that the mind will dissolve. The thoughts within hold the answer. Isaiah 26:19. But your dead will live, Lord, their bodies will rise. Let those who dwell in the dust wake up and shout for joy. Your dew is like the dew of the morning. The earth will give birth to her dead. Jesus tells us the dew is also a metaphor for water, and water is used as the purest, cleanest, representation of life. For without pure, clean water, natural life cannot survive. Water and the Spirit work together. Pure, clean water is the work of the pure, clean, intelligent Spirit, and pure, clean intelligence gives birth to the dead, for intelligence cannot die. This is why the mind survives. The mind is not flesh. The mind is intelligence, protected by the intelligence of the Spirit. The mind lives, though the flesh dies. Galatians 6.8 Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life.
Jesus explains, the sowing is the work of the Spirit. The Spirit sows seeds of intelligence, and the Spirit inspires intelligent deeds. The mind that serves the flesh holds no intelligence, because the flesh is not intelligent. The flesh is carnal. Only the mind holds the potential for intelligence, and only if that mind is open to the Creator's intelligence through the higher Alpha mind. The Spirit is also connected to the Creator's intelligence through the higher Alpha mind. Eternal life is the gift of intelligence, not ignorance. Eternal life is not a gift of the flesh. The animal kingdoms are not destructive. Those animals that kill other animals for food do not destroy the entire population of animals. They kill for food, and they do not make killing their obsession. Man interprets through a poor quality mind, so his perception is poor, and his information is not intelligent, nor is it knowledgeable according to the superior intellectual understanding of knowledge. Intellectual knowledge is not opinionated. True intellect is divine, and what is divine is received through the divine intellect of the senses. But as man is not intellectual, he does not understand intelligence, intellect, or sense, so he is always sowing poisonous seeds and reaping destruction. Where the animals behave according to carnal instinct, tempered by natural intelligence, man behaves according to carnal instinct that is out of control. Man destroys all when his potential is to destroy none. Man fails his intelligent potential. The animal kingdom displays a greater potential for intelligence merely because the animal kingdom is not out of control. If they were, you would not be able to confine them in factory farms, kill mills, slaughterhouses, laboratories, and zoos, nor would you be able to subdue them for service in any one of your sport or entertainment avenues. Could this be done to any human? All other humans would be outraged, and yet humans do this to the animal kingdoms, and it is made legal and considered normal by other humans. And this is another sign the human species has failed its potential for intelligence. 1 Corinthians 15.45 So it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being, the last Adam a life-giving spirit. Jesus teaches, the first man was not called man by the intelligent creator, because the intelligent creator holds no opinion, no voice, and no human identity or human information. And animal gave birth to another animal, and this new breed held the highest potential for intelligence, but the potential was not utilized. The potential was that the new creation would hold the highest intelligence, and at the end of the flesh journey, the intelligence of the new creation would return to the intelligent creator. But instead, the creation chose to give itself a name and a classification. The creation chose to designate itself as a destroyer. So when the flesh journey was over, all the creation accumulated was the recordings of destruction, and the creation did not return to the intelligent creator. The creation and the intelligent creator never reunited. They do not know one another. Revelations 21.4 He will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. Jesus teaches, The intelligent spirit will be washed clean by the power of intelligence, and the rising of the spirit out of the mortal shell will also transcend the mind out of the mortal recordings that weigh down the spirit. But what I tell you is only the truth of intelligence. If you do not hold intelligence, your fate is of another kind. Philippians 3.20 Our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him to do all things. Jesus teaches, The only glorious body is the body of intelligence. As I dedicated myself to the intelligence of God, the Creator, while I lived on earth, so I ascended to the creator of intelligence after the death of my flesh. The transformation of the flesh to the spirit is a transformation of intelligence, and in truth, it is a transcendence of the mind. When the mind transcends from the dimension of mortal thinking to the dimension of spirit intelligence, not all transcend. 
Those who stay within their mortal thinking merely move to a corridor closest to where their body died. They are no longer flesh mortals. They are now the recordings of their mortal experience. And they will live only as long as they remain attached to their mortal recordings. The intelligence of life is not a recording. Recordings are restricted by repetition and redundancy. Intelligence is unrestricted and continually renewing itself and evolving to greater heights. This is the superior potential of intelligence and those who shun intelligence will never experience this potential. The Kingdom Code is the God Code and this code clearly explains that the only God is intelligence, superior intelligence that is perfect, balanced, peaceful, and stable. For only perfect intelligence could create a multi-dimensional world of intelligence that gave birth to matter life and fueled that matter life with a life force. Perfection is not convoluted or corrupt, and to twist and corrupt perfection by inventing the artificial is not intelligent. To stray from perfection in order to invent the opposite of perfection is also not intelligent, and to continue to invent the opposite of perfection is only to continue a downward spiral into devolution. The only way to know the opposite of the perfect mind is to realize the imperfect thoughts as they devolve the mind. I'm Reva Christ. May peace be with you, and thank you for listening.